Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, okay. Can you hear, right? Yeah, I'll just listen, okay? Okay. Hello? Hello? Hi, this is Casey. Hi, Casey. Hi, I'm going to be listening. Okay. Uh, Casey? Glad, yes, ma'am. Glad you're on here. Thank you. Uh, and who else is on here? Ida's here. Hey, Ida. Hey, how are you, Miss Janice? I am doing well. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm doing well, too. Thank you. How is Donald? Um, it's still same old, same old. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I think about him from time to time. Thank you. Mm. My son just baked some cookies and brought me one in here. I had to try it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I still miss Mr. Huh? Is Miss Tina Boone around? Is she okay? No, uh, you know, I, we are in. We we are just flooded away, and I'll bet they have left their home. Hmm. Uh, uh, the I can't get out of my driveway now. It's over my driveway. Really? Oh wow! Rain, right? And it's supposed to rain tomorrow. And the next day, also. Well, we have the same weather. We got like, I mean, it was raining cats and dogs today here too, and it's <laughs> like flooding the streets. But it's it's not really flooding our house or something. Just the streets, because the uh, the um, what you call that? The drainage cannot catch up with the gush of rain. Uh. You know, uh, I just talked to my son. He lives in in the Oklahoma. He says it's raining there too. Oh wow! It's all over the place. <laughs> yeah, really. Interesting. Uh, I, I heard somebody else come in. It's me, Mama. Oh, hey, baby. Hey. How about is Sonia coming? I asked her, and she hadn't answered back yet. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. I know Dana's coming. She's. Uh, I talked to her just a little bit ago. I hadn't heard from Gary and Brenda. Mm. Has Miss Christy just quit? It looks like he has. What do you think, Ida? Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. Am I on mute? Um, can you hear me? 
I got her to, to the call, but she would just be listening. Oh, okay. Oh, she is listening. Yeah, I, I tag her on my on my phone, so because there's problem dialing in. So. Okay. Oh well, good. Well, I'm so glad. I sure do miss that little sweet thing. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Uh, but uh, Brian, uh, Jan, Brian made some sugar cookies. I found <laughs> I found it on the reduced counter. For twenty five cents, so I brought it home, and he just made it. And man, it's good. It's, it mm-hmm. took a stick of butter. I hated that, but yeah. it's real good. <laughs> Are they soft, chewy? Pardon me. Are they soft and chewy? No, they're they're crispy, and they just oh. kind of melt in the mouth. Oh. Yeah, I know there is sugar cookies. Um, well, you reckon somebody ought to call Gary? I can. This is Dana. I'll call him. Oh, okay, baby. Thank you. Mom, uh-huh. you ready to get your oldest girl back? Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready mm-hmm. to get her back? I didn't even know she's here. <laughs> uh, is she listening? No, ma'am. Shame on her. <laughs> um. Her counselor has been wondering about her. I told her that that nothing happened. Y'all be here Wednesday, so mm-hmm. she's looking for her. Is that Hi. Taylor? Uh, no, yeah. uh, that's uh, Leah. Leah. Mm. Um, I, uh, I, my Brian is graduating this coming Saturday. Oh, wow. Uh, Alan. Yeah, I saw I saw I saw his pictures on the. I think you posted right. it on yeah on Facebook Messenger. Yeah. Right. He's a big boy. <laughs> <laughs> He's healthy. It was funny. I yep. I got him a shirt today, and we buttoned that top button, and it about choked him to death. So <laughs> I took the button. And I, I took the button off. And moved it as far over as I could to that gave him about almost an inch. So mm. <laughs> hopefully, <he's more> <laughs> so um, so Brian is not the one that made the cookies. Alan is. Did I say Brian? Yes, and you confused me. Good, I thought Brian ain't never cooked a day in his life. <laughs> I call I call them both every all the time, Brian, uh, and I call him Alan. <laughs> That's what happens okay. when you get old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Um, while we're waiting on him to come, I just wanted to read y'all a, 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 a 
Are you there? Hello? Hey. Was that a man? Yeah. I thought I heard somebody say, a man say something. But let me let me read this to you while we're kind of waiting on him to come. It's it's today's reading, Jen. You may have read it uh, uh, out of the days of praise. I don't do days of praise. Oh, okay. It's called the virtue of having enemies. And in Luke 6, it says, Woe unto you when all men speak well of you, for so did their fathers to the false prophets. It's no compliment to say that a Christian, uh, it's no compliment to say about a Christian that he has no enemies. For that is the same as saying he has accomplished nothing. The Apostle Paul had many bitter enemies, and they finally got him executed. In fact, almost all of the great heroes of the faith through all the centuries since Satan gained his victory over Adam and Eve have had to overcome bitter opposition from that wicked one. So instead of resenting our enemies, we should thank God for them for they enable us to become more like our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Only through such experiences can we learn what it means to say with Paul, I'm crucified with Christ. Only if we have enemies can we learn to obey Christ's difficult command to love your enemies and bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Now, what do you think of that? Uh, That's that's good right there. And let me read that again. Only if we have enemies can we learn to obey Christ's difficult command to love your enemies, to bless them that curse you, to do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Mm. So that's just that's just a way of looking. And everybody from time to time has what I would I would uh, uh, emphasize has enemies. We you know if they look cross-eyed at us, we, they're our enemy. But that should encourage us to actually be proud because uh, God is training us to to do all those things that I just read. Mm-hmm. Your enemy, pray for them and thank God for them. Try to do them good. Where's that found at, Aunt Janice? Uh, it was in today's reading. Oh, thank so, Monday, uh, May seventeenth. It's in oh. the uh, in the day of praise. I believe days of praise. Not in the other one. Yeah. In the uh, our daily bread. Yeah, it's the days of praise. 
Okay. Well, did you you got through to Gary? They're not going to do it. Oh, really? They're, they just they just got in from somewhere and they're hungry. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's get right into our our uh, thing here. It I've got chapter six marked. Is that where y'all got? Yes, ma'am. Chapter six. Okay. Uh, and and this is you know a lot of people and a lot of times it's true. The Bible's hard to understand, but man, this is ever little line is so easy to understand in this story. And I know, of course, that's that's the way God planned it. But there's no excuse for not understanding this this book of Esther. Um, mm-hmm. okay, chapter six. This is after um, after uh, she has invited them to to the banquet, and uh, uh, he's poor old Haman. He's he's uh, feeling so bad because. Uh, Mordecai won't bow, bow down to him. So the story goes on in verse 1. It says, On that night could not the king sleep, and he commanded to bring the book of records of the chronicles, and they were read before the king. <laughs> and it was, and it was written. I'm sorry, can I go ahead? No, I was just saying that's just funny to me. He couldn't sleep, so bring those records of, bring the books of Chronicles. <laughs> the man just stuff. Okay, verse 2, and it was found written that Mordecai had told of big, uh, of big Tana and Tetresh, two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door, who sought to lay hand on the king Ahasuerus. And the king said, What honor and dignity hath been done to Mordecai for this? Then said the king's servants that ministered unto him, There is nothing done for him. And the king said, who is in the court? Now Haman was coming to the outward court of the king's house to speak unto the king to hang Mordecai on the gallows that he had prepared for him. <laughs> oh, this is so funny, I'm telling you. Uh, but, you know, we said that uh, the name of God is not mentioned, but his purposes are so clearly put out. Uh, just think about that. Uh, who who drove sleep away from uh, uh, the king's eyes that night? Well, God did. Who brought it to his mind? Well, God did. My yeah. goodness. Uh, I, and, of course, he didn't know a thing about it. He had no idea who God was. or I mean, he didn't even give it a thought. And that's the way people are today. You know, God slaps them in the face or kicks them down. They don't recognize that's God speaking to them. You know, that's just something that happened. That ain't that ain't nothing. You know, that 
that that just happened. But stories like this show that God's hand, and especially when it comes to people getting saved and, well, directions for a Christian even, God is active in the affairs of mankind. And there there he is. Um, and uh, just happens to find that story about what that wonderful Mordecai did for him. So he probably didn't know it beforehand, you reckon? Probably not. Mm. Well, he, he did, but then he forgot about it. Or anyway, nothing happened. They didn't. They didn't do nothing for him. Uh, and he finds out about that. <clears throat> and um, okay, I want you to see here where Haman is. He's he's right in time, you know, God's got it all right in time. And it said he was in the outward court of the king's house. Now, you can go in there, but uh, you remember um, Esther was in the inner court, and that's where you'll get your head chopped off if you have not been bidden to come. But he was just standing out in the outward court hoping that somebody would invite him in, I guess. So he's standing out there, and and uh, here's what he's thinking about. I, I, only evil is on his mind all the time. Um, uh, there, um, he was wanting to, <laughs> this man whom, whom the king desired to honor, was the man that he was trying to hang. <laughs> yeah. Verse 5 is, and the king's servants said, uh, and the king's servants said unto him, Behold, Haman standeth in the court. And the king said, Let him come in. And so Haman came in, and the king said unto him, What shall he be done unto the man whom the king delighted to honor. Now Haman thought in his heart, whom would the king delight to do honor more than to myself? Uh-huh. <laughs> and Haman answered the king, for the man whom the king delighted to honor, let the royal apparel be brought which the king useth to wear, and the horse that the king rideth upon, and the crown royal which is set upon his head. Oh, you, you know, it's good if we could uh, read people's thoughts. A lot of times they'd be kind of <laughs> like, um, well, who, well, you know, you know who they're talking about. They're talking yeah. about me. I've done, <laughs> I've done these great deeds, and uh, and <laughs> he said, "Well, who else? It's got to be me." Mm-hmm. Oh, and so that verse eight—that's what Haman—that's what he wants done. Haman is is wanting to uh, usurp the crown. That's that's what he's wanting. Uh, he's kind of got an inroad there. Seemed like he was a king's uh, best man or or his friend or something, 
And he thought, boy, I'm in line for the kingship right here. (laughs) Verse 9 said, and, not only verse 8, but verse 9, and let this apparel and horse be delivered to the hand of one of the king's most noble princes, that they may array the man with all whom the king delighted to honor and bring him on horseback through the street of the city and proclaim before him, thus shall it be done man whom the king delighted to honor. Ida. I'm sorry, I was on mute. Then the king said to Haman, Make haste and take the apparel and the horse, as thou hast said, and do even so to Mordecai the Jew, that sitteth at the king's gate. Let nothing fail of all that thou hast spoken. Before we go any farther, let's let's, let's look at that. Uh, Can you... Just put yourself in that wicked man's place. Can you imagine, you know, I think what makes you faint is that the blood runs down to your, out of your head and it down to your feet. And when you ain't got no blood up in your head, you're going to faint. Don't you imagine, can't you just see the, the, the color getting out of, Haman's face when he said that when he do it to Mordecai (laughs) (laughs) go ahead verse 11 then took Haman the apparel and the horse and arrayed Mordecai and brought him on horseback through the street of the city and proclaimed before him Thus shall it be done unto the man whom the king delighteth to honor. And Mordecai came again to the king's gate, but Haman hasted to his house mourning and having his head covered. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I was just wondering if uh, what it said, he, he had to, as it said, proclaim before him. I wonder what he said. Uh, this is the man that saved the king. And uh, it'd probably be something about like that. And he had to shout that all the time while he was thought- uh, about the city. This is Mordecai. <laughs> and I imagine every time he said that, he felt like, Cutting his tongue out. <laughs> I thought he was hollering. I thought he was hollering. Thus shall it be done unto the man whom the king delighted to honor. Well, I thought that too, but uh, uh, and that might that might be it too. I don't know that he he proclaimed something another. Mm. I bet every time he had to say it, he just cringed, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and so he's he put his cap on his head, 
and uh, and and started mourning. And he's he's having another cry cry time. Remember, uh, in verse in verse uh, uh, verse ten of chapter five, ten and eleven. Uh, he's his wife. She's pretty good, and she's pretty she's a pretty smart woman from what she says. And Haman told Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends. Everything that had befallen him, then said his wise men and Zeresh's wife unto him, If Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews, before whom thou hast begun to fall, thou shalt not prevail against him, but shalt surely fall before him. And while they were yet talking with him, came the king's chamberlains and hasted to bring Haman unto the banquet that Esther had prepared. Are we going to go on? No. Yeah. Go ahead. So the king and Haman came to banquet with Esther the queen. And the king said again unto Esther on the second day at the banquet of wine, What is thy petition, Queen Esther? And it shall be granted thee. And what is thy request? And it shall be performed even to the half of the kingdom. Oh, but, you know, that's, that's, that's uh, something good for Hamas and all them over in Jerusalem, one that's shooting all them uh, uh, rockets over into Israel. They ought mm-hmm. to know that uh, they can't they can't win that war <clears throat> because uh, God's not going to allow them. Just like they told him, they said you'll fail if. Uh, they, they knew that then, uh, that he was a Jew. And they said, it's starting to look bad for you every turn. They've, they've uh, turned you down. So you're, you're going to, you better watch out. Okay, so now that we're at the, the banquet, the, the banquet, uh, and he's put this before her again. Verse 3. Then Esther the queen answered and said, If I found favor in thy sight, O king, and if it please the king, let my life be given me at my petition and my people at my request. For we are so, I and my people, to be destroyed, to be slain and to perish, that if we had been sold for bondmen and bandwomen, I had held my tongue, although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. Then the king Ahasuerus answered and said unto Esther the queen, Who is he and where is he that durst presume in his heart to do so? And Esther said, The adversary and enemy is this wicked Haman. Then Haman was afraid before the king and the queen. Oh, 
Now, here's something I don't understand here. Maybe y'all's got uh, more help than I've got. Uh, what what does that mean where it said um, in verse 4, the last part of verse 4 said, uh, you know, if it had been this way, well, that would have been all right. But, um, you know, this way is not. He said, I had held my tongue, although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage. What does that mean? Hmm. Didn't he didn't he uh put a stamp like um candle wax and stamp it when uh Haman wanted him to kill all the Jews? Didn't he put his ring signet on there? And oh, once yeah. that's done once that's done <laughs> it came That's the law of the Medes and Persians. So wouldn't that be what he's talking about? Although the enemy could not countervail the king's damage, what the king had done, they couldn't countervail it. They cannot upset the effect of the damage, I guess. Although the enemy, which is Haman, could not... pay back or uh, put the money back to where the king wouldn't have lost? I don't know. I, I couldn't, couldn't understand that. Usually a different wording of uh, is <clears throat> the money. I don't, I don't. After acting damage with uh, the same power or force or effect. Uh, <laughs> in verse six, there uh, talk about the 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 second time his blood drained from his face when she said that. When she said that, don't you know he was as pale as a ghost because he knew his life was on the line then. Verse 7 said, uh, And the king, arising from the banquet of wine, in his wrath went into the palace garden. And Haman stood up to make requests for his life to Esther the queen. For he saw that there was evil determined against him by the king. Then the king returned out of the palace garden into the place of the banquet of wine. And Haman was fallen upon the bed whereon Esther was. Then said the king, Will he force the queen also before me in the house? As the word went out of the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. And Harbonah, one of the chamberlains, said before the king, Behold also the gallows fifty cubits high, which Haman had made for Mordecai, who had spoken good for the king, standeth in the house of Haman. Then the king said, Hang him thereon. So they hanged Haman 
on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then was the king's wrath pacified. So, uh, so uh, the the king is kind of trying to not have a stroke in verse eight, and uh, so Haman's taking advantage of it, and evidently. Uh, of course, she was reclining. I guess they, they did that back in those days. She was reclining up on her bed, and um, and he just got up in there with him. You know, Haman, uh, he was a, I, I take it that he was a kind of a bossy man, and uh, he thought what he said ought to go because he, he thought a lot of himself. And uh, so he's he's right up in the bed with with the king queen, <laughs> and uh, he said uh, he said, well, are you gonna are you gonna rape my wife right here in my house? And uh, uh, so soon as his servants heard that, they had a. A little sack that they the the uh, condemned man they covered up his head and uh, <laughs> they grabbed him and uh, and got him out of there and I thought this is this is pretty neat this uh, the Harbana or Harbana ever how you say it he said you know I heard talk that Haman had built a gallows in his yard to hang Mordecai on. And it is, uh, what? how how big was it? 30 feet high? Mm. Uh, was it 30 or 20? 50, wasn't it? 50 cubits high. Hey, Google. 50 cubits. Feet is 50 cubits. Okay. Oh, yeah, 50 cubits. 75 feet. 75 feet. Oh, really? <laughs> 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 and uh, so I probably the whole town knew about it because everybody would see it and, you know, uh, instrument of death like that well you know talk gets around and uh, everybody knew that he was wanting to hang uh hang mordecai on it and the king said well how convenient we'll just <laughs> use that to hang him on yeah. but my goodness that's that's just got god all over it that's just uh uh, but but that's that's God has not changed, has He? God has not changed. He's He's still. We we may not see and hear audibly like uh, perhaps they did, uh, mm-hmm. but He's still uh, ruling the affairs of mankind. Uh, Okay, y'all want to do one more, or you want to knock it off? Um, 
still early. Too yeah, early? Yeah, it's enough. Okay. We've got 30, After, 30 more. Um, I had a wonderful scripture here, but I couldn't read it, so I I can't read it to y'all either. My writing got cold. Um, okay, chapter 8, verse 1 said, On that day did the king Ahasuerus give the house of Haman, the Jews' enemy, unto Esther, the queen. And Mordecai came before the king, for Esther had told what he was unto her. And the king took off his ring, which he had taken from Haman, and gave it unto Mordecai. And Esther set Mordecai over the house of Haman. And Esther spake yet again before the king and fell down at his feet and besought him with tears to put away the mischief of Haman the Agagite and his device that he had devised against the Jews. Then the the king held out the golden scepter toward Esther. So Esther arose and stood before the king. Oh my, that y'all look at that brave little woman, little mm-hmm. Ash, uh, with raised without a, a mother and a father, and mm-hmm. um, learned obedience to her uncle, and um, he told her about the 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 Jews God, and uh, she believed every bit of it. And uh, so she starts interceding and telling uh, telling the king, you know, what about it? Because I'm sure everybody knew that once the decree went out, there wasn't no change in it. That, that's still, even though they killed the perpetrator, they, that, that uh, post that went out, it had to be fulfilled. Uh, verse 4 said, Then the king held out the gold. Oh, you read that, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, verse 5. five. Uh, uh, and Esther said, If it please the king, and if I found favor in his sight, and the thing seem right before the king, and I be pleasing in his eyes, let it be written to reverse the letters devised by Haman, the son of Hamadatha, the Agagite, which he wrote to destroy the Jews, which are in all the king's provinces. For how can I endure to see the evil that shall come unto my people? Or how can I endure to see the destruction of my kindred? Then the king Ahasuerus said unto Esther the queen and to Mordecai the Jew, Behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and him they have hanged upon the gallows, because he laid his hand upon the Jews. Write you also for the Jews, as it liketh you in the king's name, and seal it with the king's ring. 
for the writing which is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's ring may no man reverse. Hmm. Hmm. Oh. He said, well, I, yeah, I can do a little bit. He says, I, I did all this, and I give her all that, and Mordecai's over all his household, but I can't, I can't help you there. Hmm. Uh, verse 9 said, Then were the king's scribes called at that time in the third month, that is, the month Sivan on the three and twentieth day thereof, and it was written according to all that Mordecai commanded unto the Jews and to the lieutenants and the deputies and rulers of the provinces which are from India unto Ethiopia, a hundred twenty and seven provinces. You remember how big this is we talked about uh, when we first started this. This is a great big piece of land with a, a sea running through the midst of it that separates the, the two of uh, uh, the two of uh, all the provinces um, according to writing thereof and unto every people after their language and to the Jews according to their writing and according to their language uh, it, what he said, you know, everybody knows about it, and they. This has almost been a year uh, that everybody was thinking about this and planning for it, or mourning, mourning because of it. And uh, so it's all. It's just set to take place. Hmm. And and he wrote. In the king Ahasuerus name and filled it with the king's ring and sent letters by post on horseback and riders on mules, camels, and young dromedaries. Wherein the king granted the Jews which were in every city to gather themselves together and to stand for their life, to destroy, to slay, and to cause to perish all the power of the people and province that would assault them, both little ones and women, and to do, and to take the spoil of them for a prey. Upon one day in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus, namely upon the 13th day of the 12th month, which is the month Adar. You see what happened. Uh, now, you remember the Jews are in, they had all their weapons took away from them and they went into captivity and they're in this strange land and they have nothing to protect themselves with. And uh, uh, of course they, they were just rolled over and died had not this, he, he is superseded, he's not changing the law but he's adding to the law to uh, that they can defend themselves uh, when that time comes. Uh, he said, "You, you, uh, y'all, just uh, get you a <laughs> get you a fine knot and go in and uh, every what you can grab, and you fight for your life." 
You know, I often think about that, that, that uh, the government at such time would like to take all our guns away. And remember when the, the Germans took all the Jews' uh, weapons away and made them wear a name tag, they wore a, a yellow uh, band around their arm with a Star of David on it that they had to be identified and they were the scum of the earth and uh, so then when uh, they were just like sheep uh, uh, ready for the slaughter they couldn't defend themselves and uh, they just hauled them, <clears throat> load them loaded them up in them railroad cars and and uh, with the pretense that they was going to relocate them and, you know, it's going to be good and all that. Of course, it's taking them to the gas houses. And um, I'm telling you, uh, history repeats itself. Uh, that this, this happened and it could happen again. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, let's see, is it 14? 13. 13, okay. The copy of the writing for a commandment to be given in every province was published unto all people, and that the Jews should be ready against that day to avenge themselves on their enemies. So the posts that rode upon mules and camels went out, being hastened and pressed on by the king's commandments, and, and the decree was given at Shushan, the palace. And Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal apparel of blue and white, and with a great crown of gold, and with a garment of fine linen and purple. And the city of Shushan rejoiced and was glad. <clears throat> the Jews had light and gladness and joy and honor. And in every province and in every city, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, the Jews had joy and gladness, a feast and a good day. And many of the people of the land became Jews, for the fear of the Jews fell upon them. Oh, my goodness. Tickle me, though, when Mordecai is the big man. He's over all of Haman's doings there. And uh, he don't have sackcloth and ashes on him no more. He's got royal apparel of blue and white, a crown of gold. He's, listen, he, he's the man these days. <laughs> but they they love they loved the Jews now. And, you know, one day it'll be that way again when the Lord sets up his kingdom. Uh, everybody, of course, they'll, uh, they, everybody will love everybody, but the Jews will be in a prominent place of, uh, uh, you know, um, the 12 tribes of, of uh, uh, bringing them about ever what the Lord wants done. Uh, they'll... They'll be there, and and uh, everybody will respect them, and they will have learned their lesson not to 
not to uh, not to serve idols anymore, and and uh, to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. They will have learned their lesson in the millennial kingdom, and everybody will will uh, respect the Jews then God's chosen people. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll I marked it there on uh, chapter chapter nine. Well, we'll finish we'll finish this the next time. Uh, and uh, Gary had mentioned that he'd love to he he'd love to read the the book of Job, but I thought, oh no 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 we can't. I, he said that he loved to where Job and and God had the, the discourse there, and I said, well that that would be good to read about that, but I don't want to have to read what all them uh, miserable comforters said no more. <laughs> uh, so we'll see we'll see how that that all plays out. But y'all be thinking about uh what what we want to do next. Okay. Ida, do you do you have any any special book that you'd like to for us to talk about? Oh um I like the book of Daniel, but I think we already we already did that, isn't it? Daniel, Daniel. We just got through uh, oh. with uh, with uh, the Revelation, and uh, Daniel and the Revelation, you know, just goes hand in hand. Um, yeah. That uh, y'all want to look at Daniel? Uh, yeah, but okay. if it's okay with everybody. Um, yeah. Is Ezekiel won't won't be bad. I mean that's good too. I like Daniel. Ezekiel. Yeah, you like I like Daniel too, yeah. Yeah. Y'all I do find I do I do I, as that man said, I oh <laughs> When he got out of jail, he forgot to uh, to tell uh, the king about uh, Joseph. He said, "I do, I do see my fault this day. I'm like that man. I forgot to pray when before we started. I had something. I, I did something different, so I forgot to pray. I'm sorry, but anyway." Let's go ahead and pray, and we'll we'll be we'll be through. Anybody got a prayer request or um, something you want to say about the lesson? I'll I'll have a prayer request. Um, am I am I? Can y'all hear me? I can. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I, when I first moved here, it was probably I don't know a year or two down the road, and and I had seen one of my neighbors out 
and sitting on the porch, him and his son. And I told one of my friends, I said, I, I want to go and talk to them about the Lord. And, and she said, oh, brother, you go down there and talk to them, and that boy's going to think you're flirting with him. I said, what? And she said, yeah, yeah, everybody that thinks, I mean, every time somebody comes over there and talks to him, he thinks that he's all that, and they want a piece of him. And I let that deter me. And I've thought about it time and time, and every time I think about it, I'm like, no, I don't want him to think I'm flirting. And I wouldn't go. The devil really used that because last time we was in Louisiana, that boy died. And he was only in his 40s. And uh, so uh, immediately my my heart repented and I wanted to talk to that man. And um, I, I didn't do it. I, I passed his house a couple of times walking with Leah. And um, I found out like a couple of days later that he had fell in his house. And some of the neighbors had called the cops and said, we haven't seen him in a few days. Will y'all do a um, a welfare check? And the cops went by there, and that man was nigh to death. He had fell, and he was already clammy. And they got him up and took him to the hospital and uh, found out a few days ago that he's in the nursing home here in my town. And... Um, mm-hmm. It's been heavy on my heart to go. So I called the nursing home this morning. I was going to go this morning. And they said, oh, yeah, you can, um, we let people come in, but you got to have an appointment, and we don't let nobody come in until Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. I said, oh, shoot, I'm going to Louisiana, so I won't be here Wednesday. So I know the preacher there. Um and I called the preacher, and I told him my burden, and and he told me, he said, I'm going to go talk to him for you. He said, you pray for me, and uh, we'll, we'll, I'll go and talk to him. And, and so y'all pray um, for that preacher, and um, his name is, uh, the boy's, the man's name is David. And um, just pray for that preacher that whenever he goes to talk to David Barnes, that David will be receptive. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know that did hurt your feelings when that one died. Yeah, it did. I I feel like I'm going to have some blood. Of course, I know I'm going to have blood on my hands from a lot of people, but that was a personal uh, I really think the Lord wanted me to go see him, but I listened and didn't want him to think I was flirting. And that was just an excuse. You know, I should have done it anyway. <clears throat> I know that other thing is real, too. And people interpret good deeds, even a smile, as a uh, yeah. Oh, you're mad in love with them, you know. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, y'all remember that that man. All right, well, let's pray. Father, we do come in the name of Jesus right now to 
So it don't matter. Time has no hold on you, I know. And I'm glad you blessed the reading of your word. I I, I think about, I may have missed it, but time is is nothing. Because, Lord, I, I I just want you to run before me all the time. I might forget to pray all the time, but I just give you that that um wish that that you'd always remind me and and don't depend on on my prayers, but that you'd do what you want done, Lord, and just help me to be a part of it if if you would. And, Lord, I, I thank you for what Jan told about there tonight. And even now, Lord, that, that you are loving that uh, David, that you'd uh, be dealing with his heart, Lord, and, and just bless that uh, pastor that's going to talk and, and uh, that he may be able to believe the good news of Jesus Christ. Oh, Lord, just help him. Help him. Just shine the light in his heart and his life, Lord, that he might get saved. Thank you for sparing his life that he might get saved. I pray for um, uh, Gary and Brenda and, and Miss Christie and all that, and Miss Tina Boone, to pray for her, Lord all this bad weather and Dana and all them that's that's in harm's way there, Lord. Just have your will and way in our lives, Lord, and we give you the thanks because you're in control of everything. We thank you. I pray for Sonia and that that person she's always requesting prayer for. I continue to pray for for them, Lord. Father, we love you and praise you and thank you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Love you, girls. Love y'all. Love y'all. Bye-bye. We're having thunder and lightning. I know. Yeah. Oh, there you are. Uh, let's hang up. I'll, I'll, I need to talk to you, okay? Okay. I'll, I'll call you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.